Thank you for being so kind to my first and last episode of Oh My God, You Set Me Up. Oh, my very rookie first episode. The gist, not softball, but soap. In my defense, if you listen to it, I did not edit it on purpose. And so welcome to the Oh My God, You you What podcast. And so here we are. Let's see about the homework that I left in the episode one. It was to soap John 15, 3, where Jesus is speaking and says, the words I have spoken have already made you clean. I would just jump right into the soap. So I journaled this and I titled it, Oh my God, your word works. The scripture is the S and it is, again, the words I have spoken have already made you clean by Jesus. The O is the observation. This is about context. This is about who is speaking, to whom he is speaking to, or what is going on, what is the event, what is the context. So in my observation, I see that this is a statement that calls for belief. If Jesus says you're already clean, then do you believe you are? What does that even mean or how does that work? Can mere words really clean a person? If I read what's happening surrounding John 15, 3, I see that this took place after the Last Supper. I notice Jesus isn't saying this to just anyone. He's talking to the 11 disciples who dined with him. For three years, walked, learned, and experienced life with him. Interesting enough, a little more study shows that when Jesus spoke this, Judas wasn't included. Judas had already went off to seal the deal and set Jesus up for 30 pieces of silver. Application is about me. This is not about my sister or my dad or anybody else or generally the public or the church. This is about me, how this scripture is supposed to apply to my life. I first met the man... The pastor who would introduce soap to me in Hilo, Hawaii, 1994, and then soap eventually in 2005. I lived having a hate-love relationship with drugs, sex, and toxic relationships, and often wondering if I'd ever really be truly clean. Kept going to church. I would read the Bible here and there, but I never really felt like it was doing anything. Sometimes, well, maybe most times, I felt like I was just going through the motions. Then on July 6, 2006, by this time I'm saved and still a functioning drug addict, but now married to my second husband of five weeks. I had my first appointment with an OB Army doctor at 10 a.m. that morning. During her exam, this doctor said, I'm pretty good at judging whether my patients are pregnant just by exam, and I think you are. I laughed and replied, no, not this chick. God wouldn't do that to a child. Years ago, while still reckless and recluse, having an allergic reaction to birth control and too stupid to use protection. I asked the doctor then if something was wrong with me because I wasn't getting pregnant. Not that I wanted to be pregnant, but that I just wasn't. His response, no, you're fine, but you might just be one of those women God doesn't give children to. 
yes that makes total sense god wouldn't do that to a child he's smart like that now it's 2006 and i'm no longer reckless or loose but still an addict another doctor says we'll have to wait until the tests come back to be sure i leave head home and at home got as high as I could and smoked about a half a pack of cigarettes. I was so scared and nervous but mostly didn't know what I was going to do if I was. My husband Rodney will always be my Hosea. Look him up in the Bible if you don't know Hosea. He loved me, took a wretched addict for his bride and never once asked me to quit or change. There was no reason in my life to quit. I know too many women addicts who have healthy babies and I don't have to quit. At 3.30, the call comes and it's, yes, Mrs. Parker, you are pregnant. I sat at my kitchen table, the Bible open, and cried over it. God, I don't know what you're going to do with this. I don't have it in me to love this child as it should be loved. I can't give this up. This has been me since 13. These things have been my peace. This has been, I don't know how to wake up to anything different, much less new. If you have a plan for this child, you're going to have to take this from me because I don't know how to give this to you. Your word in Jeremiah 29 says that you have plans for us plans that are for good and for not for our destruction but that it's a future and with a hope those plans do they really include me because i see it in other people i see people raising their hands and praising the lord and worship and and in church and they're dancing and they look so happy but i don't have that in me that part of me is broken i don't know where it got broken but i it's not in me but if you do have other plans for us for me for this child a different future than what i think it is you're gonna have to do something you're gonna have to take this or i will kill this child i will be no good for it or for you i called rodney to tell him the news and his first reaction was how are you feeling i tell you i went to bed that night and woke up to stuff in my house I didn't even want anymore. People start their day off with coffee and I light up. 12 o'clock lunchtime came around and remembering I hadn't smoked anything, I light up and at the first puff hacked up the nastiest gross stuff as if I had never touched the stuff before. I couldn't understand or explain to anyone what had happened to me that night. Only that years later, with more study and reading, and devotion and soap. I concluded that that was the night God's Holy Spirit came, breathed a new breath in me, and I became a new creature. The old had died. His new, his word had come in and made me clean. Not perfect, just clean. This 15 years later, it is still doing that. As long as I'm alive in this world, I know the world's junk will get in. I will continue to use God's word to clean me out. So my P is the prayer, or if you don't believe in prayer, if you don't want to even call it prayer, and you struggle to still believe there is a God or that you believe in God, then call it a chat. Whatever you want to call it, just talk to the one who knows why you're here. 
My prayer was, dear God, what else can I say but with my life, thank you. Even that seems too small of a word to express gratitude for your patience, grace, and oh my God, mercy over my life and my family and this world. Lord, I pray for those who might be listening who are where I used to be and just like me. Within ourselves, we only know what we know. But I thank you for drawing them here to yourself for in you. What we don't know is oh my God. I thank you for this moment in Jesus name. You're listening to Minister Drew here and we conclude with another oh my God you what episode. You know none of us had a say as to whom, where, what gender or when we were born. Either way here we are. Leave me a message, audio or other. Share your soap. I would love to hear your story. The homework for next time will be in Genesis 2 verses 16 and 17. That is the first book of the Bible in Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. Friend, I'm so glad you came and stayed a bit. If you like what you're hearing and believe in the work that is happening here, consider becoming a partner to help bring change and effect one life, one pen stroke at a time. I soap because life is just one big, oh my God, you set me up. The link to partner is in the details. So friend, I hope you click and let's connect and start doing the work together. Soap out the junk and keep it rolling.